0: for that era. Oh. Whether the Euro Im- interpretation or the American interpretation, if loving Donna Summer, produced by Giorgio Moroder, is wrong, I don't want to be right. I love that song so freaking much, I cannot tell you. In fact, it was on when Sean came into the Smart Start MN studio today and he said, were you working out
1: in here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny.
1: That's a good bit right there.
0: It is The Brian Oker Show, episode 313, as unfathomable as that may be. Thanks to our friends at Smart Start MN. They've been with us since day one, which now is, my God, three and a half years ago, Sean. That's impossible to imagine. But here we are. And Smart Start MN, quickly, just to mention, is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means they worked with the state to come up with a technology that would allow you to get back into your car and drive sooner and for cheaper than you otherwise might once you've experienced a DUI. Whether you're found guilty or not, you're losing that license. That is over. Imagine if you had to take an Uber everywhere you went or a taxi like some people did back in the day or whatever the case may be. Ride your bike, whatever. That works for about four months out of the year here in Minnesota. So, Smart Start MN, they're on your side. They will get you back in your vehicle. They're local. They were there first and they're long trusted allies of the Brian
2: Oak Show. And we can save you some extra money if you go to slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Love
0: that. I wanted to get two things off my chest real quick before we check in with today's guest, a multi-decade veteran of the Twin Cities music scene. John Eller will be joining us very, very shortly here. But there are two things. I know that social media can be irritating to some people. And I know that in other people's eyes, Facebook is the social media outlet of choice for their parents and their parents' parents. And it has become very, very far out of vogue. But there are two things happening on there that one, it, it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while someone will find you right and even if you only allow friends to look at your stuff things like cover photos there are things that you can only make public like when you put a sure. cover photo up everyone yeah. can see earlier today I don't even want to look at her name I would want to pretend like she never existed I don't want to call her into my universe she might have liked every single cover photo I've ever posted in the last 13 years and that's cool that you dig Brian Oak because he is very diggable from what I understand. Very. But also settle down. Liking yeah. one or two is cool. There is a social contract, man. There is situational awareness. There is a. There are rules. We don't do that. And speaking of rules, worse still, have you yet been snared in the gill net, the dolphin-killing tuna net that is
2: the at everyone tag? No. So you know how there are tags yes. where you yes. can... I mean, oh, no, I have been... I've been included on one, but I've never done it, and I will never do that. It's one of the yeah. most
0: heinous things I've ever it's heard of.
2: awful. If you type in at everyone,
0: everyone you know or have ever known on Facebook will be added to that particular mm. post. And again... Of course you understand when you enter into the social networking contract that there will be invasions of privacy and there will be people who act inappropriately. But this is in-house. This is Facebook doing it to them. And I get when you have a white, like, it'd probably be a great thing for us to do with the podcast, right? Everyone you and I have ever known, at everyone, here's episode 313 featuring John Eller. I swear to you now that unless I see that aliens are attacking And actually, I'd probably keep that to myself now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, But the at everyone thing, I I don't know why it's getting under my skin so bad. I should be way past being irritated about social media. But they seem to keep finding new and inventive and creative and almost bewildering ways
2: to be even more intrusive and shittier than they were before. Make it stop, Sean. I... Just hate it that it's even an option at everyone. And I don't want to know if aliens are going to attack, so please don't even tell me. I just told you I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah, I just you know want to like have I'm just it happen sit and watch it unfold.
0: And I'm yeah. going to find like a a cool lieutenant in the alien ranks and be like, "Look, man, I believed in you guys." forever yes, right? and yes. i and i'm super easy to get along with i don't eat much i'm, I'm cool i just if okay can i come with you can I, will you please get me the fuck out of here right now in the meantime though no at everyone tags that is bad form that is bad manners and it's not like everything's always perfect here yes we use curse words but we also try to build a sense of community on the brian Oak show but not by tagging every single person you know anywhere on social media we
2: promise to only at no one
0: going forward <sighs>
2: just uh, nobody (laughs) this next song is that's coming that i'm playing right here
0: is one of my favorite songs by one of my all-time favorite american power pop bands and i cannot remember if it was 93 or 94 must have been 93 because i feel like i played this a lot on radio k when i very first got started almost 30 years ago so i'm gonna just gonna i'm gonna gonna go out on a limb at everyone it's the 30th anniversary of the posies frosting on the beater Posies out of Seattle sadly Posies met a sad end when Ken Stringfellow and otherwise decent individual got caught up in some bad business the band broke up and again i don't pretend to know anything about what was going on with them um but i'm not a huge proponent of cancel culture and i've decided that i'm going to listen to songs and like songs regardless of who and how and what they may be attached to if you have a heavier time with that then just fast forward past this song but this is one of my all-time favorite american power pop songs i'm talking up there with cheap trick and the like i mm. love 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 the posies and this song is called solar sister it's it's the Brian Oak Show. John Ellis up next. Oh, I'm telling you, that record, Frosting on the Beater, a defining, in an era where grunge ruled everything, there were a handful of power pop bands out there. But to be a power pop band out of Seattle at the literal zenith of grunge was a bold move and they did it beautifully absolutely love the posies i'm brian oak that is sean bernard before we fully introduce our guest today let's go ahead and take care of you sean because there are changes in your life and you are now a realtor for remax results
2: yeah i got recruited to go over there i I get recruited yeah i get recruited all the time but i and i i really enjoyed my time at edina realty but this is a better deal. And I it's just you, it's something. That sometimes you just have to move to actually get paid what you want, well, to yeah. not have to pay office fees. So that's kind of the long and the short. They're both good companies. Yeah. This allows me to work uh, a mile and a half from my home. When I want to go in, I get to go into the Highland office instead of driving across town. Got gotcha. you. No office fees. I get to fully work from home now if I want to. So it just made more sense uh, for Gee, the fam. You're a, You're a man who likes doing most of his work in his underpants, is what you're telling me. Absolutely. Uh, when I was younger, I was the guy that would like to get together with the office people oh, yeah. and like, let's go have a beer, let's oh, grab let's lunch. Go let's golf, let's yeah, let's.
0: Hey, it's my turn on the fax machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And I'm at the point in my life now where I don't need that anymore. I really kind of like my pooch mm. being right by my side while I work on something. Oh, some I thought things. you meant your pooch. No, that's a pouch. Oh, a pouch. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. all right. But the pouch and the pooch are nearby, uh, you know, which is great. And I, I like my alone time a little bit more than I did when I was a younger man. Welcome to the mother bleeping club, man. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm glad the
0: change is going well. Do people still contact you at the same number if they want to find out more? Same
2: digits: six one two eight five nine two five nine four. And more importantly, I'm still donating a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or full band well which is important because
0: john i mean sean and i both believe in this community we are both long 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 time residents as is our guest john ellard john it's good to see your face again how
3: are you hey i'm well thank you for having me again yeah well yeah you, look man, pre- performance I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> expect an a, a re-invite i thought well last time i was here about a year ago yeah, about a
2: year ago. We yeah. had some meetings, and you know, <laughs> well, look, and there
0: were slim pickings. So, <laughs> like. luckily, you know, again, we were we were coming up pretty short this week. Uh, no, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Clearly, now for people who don't know, John has been making music in the Twin Cities for more than forty years, and I'm not trying to date you there. I'm not trying to age you there. What, but I, what, I, what's that? Is, is, what? Uh, Come again, Brian? Uh No, I mean, I'm not trying to call you Cornbread Harris, although how amazing (laughs) is it that the Cornbread fucking Harris is still at it and still shows up and plays? Come on. I mean, literally legendary. And, you know, like you talk to him, you're like, are we still okay? And then he sits down behind the piano and he's got it. He's still
3: there. I just, anyway, so I'm not trying to paint you like that. Well, if I live to be 96, I probably will not be hanging at the bar playing piano for people. You know, he was
0: in here less than two years ago. If you're 96, you're still coming back to the show. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, just kidding. I'll wait (laughs) on that invite. All right. Don't hold your breath. Um, (laughs) but you've been making music for a very, very long time. And I think that a lot of people know the many different acts that you have been a part of, the people you have worked with and collaborated with. Uh, Eller Lynch always pops to mind for me in the DTs. Paradox, obviously, very early on. But I, I, I feel like there's got to be about 15 other bands in there that you don't really talk about anymore because you like to hang your hats on the good ones. Um, Are I'm, you ever in a shit band, is what I'm asking you.
3: <laughs> no. Okay, good. No, I, good. In, in high school, I suppose. I don't know. That counts. Called?
0: What was the band called?
3: Um... What the hell were we called? We were...
0: Wild Stallions? S-
3: oh, we were... we were, ha, They'll show my Zeppelin... Uh, we were Kashmir, spelled K-A-Z-M-I-R. Oh, Come damn. on. Not bad. Not
0: I- bad. And, and were, were Zeppelin covers sort of the order of the day? Or oh, no. We that- just
3: owned that word as something. Into- it had nothing to do with Led Zeppelin.
0: I- <laughs> and can I ask... I mean, because we've already kind of dated ourselves here. Can I ask... What year that was?
3: Um, Well, I graduated in 1980, so this would have been a few years prior to that, 75,
0: 76. Okay, so people are still long hairs. They're still smoking weed even at local community center rock shows.
3: The big rose-tinted... Dopey sunglasses, shit, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that. So polyester pants. I, I mean, and you've been through so many bands and continue to play to this day with a lot of different acts. You obviously have been the the band leader for our, our mutual friend Mary Lucia's Rock for Pussy show for many, many, many years. Well, frankly, since it's probably been
3: started, it's twenty years. I think. Wow, that we did our it. first one really twenty years. No 20. way. Oh. I know, right? And I,
2: (laughs) it's all the time now. Like, I don't care what somebody mentions. I'm like, what was that, six, seven years ago? They're like, 23. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that Frosting on the Beater
0: came out 30 years ago. I'm like, fuck me. I remember watching those guys at Cedar Fest outside being like, this is awesome. And now I'm like, I can't stand for an entire show. Is there a folding chair around here (laughs) somewhere? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm wearing a knee brace right now. My knees are over, by the way. They're done. Is there any part of you that's betraying you right now?
3: My knees, my feet. When I do a gig, if anything, when I get off my my feet, when I get my shoes off, it's just it's over. It's over. Oh, no, it's the over. second
0: we're done here, I'm going home and putting an ice gel pack on my knee and elevating nope, my no leg. No kidding. No, no kidding at all. So you also, um it's fine. I was in a bad car accident when I was 20 years old. And when you're 20, you're bulletproof, right? Like, and nothing can hurt you. And you bounce right back, and everything was great. And then over the intervening years, you know, it, it'll flare up every once right. in a while. I can tell when the weather's changing. Like, storm's coming, Ma. Like, And I'm, I'm not joking, I can tell. But now for the last two weeks... She's not relenting, so I'm now. I got to go see an orthopedic guy, and then get a an injection of monkey fetus blood into my <laughs> knee or whatever it is they do these days. Was that too weird, Sean? You gave me a look. I'm with you, <laughs> John. You also, for years, played at Knives, obviously a much beloved institution. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was you are adept at both guitar and piano, and. I want to know, when you were young and the music bug bit, most people were probably on piano first, right? Because that's where a lot of the rudimentary knowledge comes from. Which yeah. one did you hit first, piano, piano or guitar? Piano, for sure. And, yeah. and
3: for, for my age bracket, I was perfect uh, for being an Elton John fan because I was oh, starting, yeah. starting piano. Oh, yeah. And here's this flamboyant nerd doing cool rock songs. Speaking and... of your
0: oversized pink sunglasses, <laughs> right? right. right?
3: <laughs> so so definitely started with, with, with uh, piano. And then I think I heard smoke on the water or something and, yeah, yeah and got interested in guitar so
0: and so did you find the transition easy or was it also suddenly another sisyphusian uphill climb now i have to learn this entirely new bag of tricks
3: for me it, it was it was different i mean i just i approached the guitar more from sort of um just exploring maybe neighbor neighbor guys that were a little older that knew guitar they'd show me a little riff or, or a chord Whereas piano is just the opposite. You study with a teacher, and you need to read, uh, you know, standard music staff uh, notes. Whereas with guitar, you don't really need to. Right. And, I, and I've taught guitar you know, over the last few years, and I've never taught how to read standard music notation. There's just for real. There's really not much need for it, unless you're going to be a classical guitarist or 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 a or a or a jazz guy, right? Uh, and like rock, pop stuff, guitar tab. Is simple to read.
0: Who's that Hal guy that has all the Guitar Tab
2: records?
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Hal- That's right. What? Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Uh, I had. Maybe, I had it's, some maybe of... it's not Hal. Like no, it's, it's something like that. I thought it was yeah. like
0: Hal David or Hal Blaine or yeah. Hal. Hal Leonard? I,
2: I had some of those books. Like,
0: yeah. like the most, like the Reader's Digest, like so common. Like you saw it every, anytime you walk into a music store, those okay,
3: so that'd be Hal Leonard. I think okay, then Hal Leonard would be yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Just, I mean, those, those entry-level ones where yes. it's like, yes. it's got Carpenters, it's got Black Sabbath, it's uh-huh, got okay. everything, but it's all as watered down in square as you can possibly <laughs> exactly. imagine. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. How do you put flavor into what you do? How do you still stay excited about what you do? Why is it still interesting to you? And don't tell me because it's the only thing I know how to do. <laughs> you, it, because, you know, people reinvent themselves all the time. Sean just changed shops. I've changed mm. shops a few times over the course of my career sometimes voluntarily other times not so um why why still music does it still give you that crazy ragey teenage fire
3: i'm not sure it gives me the ragey teenage fire uh to be honest i i i, I do need to sort of recharge the batteries and check out a little bit and what you know when i'm riding around in the, in the car i i nearly always have it on uh uh npr i, I don't I don't listen to music radio much at same.
0: all. Same. I don't even like sports, and the only thing I listen to is sports talk radio, cause yeah. I like the guys who work at KFAN. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I know them all, and I like them. And, and when they start talking about college hockey, I want to drive off the road into a bridge <laughs> embankment, but because I, I just don't care. But I still I do. So the same for me. I rarely listen to music in the car. At home, I do on the record player, yeah. but at home, almost never.
3: See, I'm a weirdo about that. I've still got a pretty big record collection, but I do Same. not I do not have a turntable.
0: I'm sorry, what? I do not have a turntable. I heard a fascinating stat this morning, and I'll tell you why I'm gonna tell you this, and then we're gonna hear a song that you picked out. This last Saturday was record store day, right? Yes. I work at a record store part time over in the downtown Hopkins. Can no. you get
3: me a beggar's banquet, swirl vinyl? Can you can you no. s- they don't, they don't. Here's the problem:
0: people never ask for like, "Hey, can you get me a copy of Abandoned Luncheonette by Hall and Oates?" No, yes, of course, we have forty five copies of that. People only, and it's like for concert tickets. People are like, "Can you get me Springsteen tickets?" I'm like, "No, you yeah. want you want to go see you want to go see Horse Girl at the entry this weekend I can get you all though? I can get you, I can get you and a dozen <laughs> I friends love in Horse right? Girl. I actually do love Horse Girl. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, but the the point being, record store day. There were more than twice as many people as I've ever seen there in the, what, 15 years that Record Store Today has been? However long, it was nuts how big it's gotten. But I heard a stat this morning. The number of people who actively collect vinyl who own a turntable, would you like to hazard a guess? What, 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 what is the... Now, again, not that have a bunch of vinyl, because I hung on to all my vinyl, too, but I still am an avid collector. The percentage of people who still, to this day, actively collect vinyl that do not own a working turntable...
3: Oh, I bet it's pretty high. At forty percent, I'll say fifty.
0: No way. I, honest to God, that's crazy. And it, so again, and I get it, right? But to me, this is now. Now we're suddenly talking like crypto bros, right? Like, yeah, you're like, I'm I'm going to go out. <laughs> no. Uh, seriously, <laughs> no. I, I'm going to go out and get this weird thing, or I'm going to go out and buy this rare unicorn. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> and they're hanging on to it in hopes of. I, maybe one day they'll have a turntable. I mean, you, I've, I've seen people spend $300 on records and they don't have a turntable. I'm like, for 250 bucks, you could have a very decent turntable.
3: But did you not have, did you collect baseball cards or anything like that as a kid? Uh, I collected. Or the odd rod cards, any any of the? Charlie's Angels trading cards. Okay, I, I sense a theme here from what we were talking about earlier. I, so to me, I, the, when I buy records, it's it's more like, it's like, Baseball cards or something that other yeah, yeah. people might collect. Well, so and particularly, so I'm big on colored vinyl and picture discs and 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 cool looking things.
0: This right here, this Martin Denny album Martin right Denny. here. So I my and I don't want to call it a fetish because it makes it sound way creepier than it actually is. <laughs> but my particular. A uh, picadillo is these sort of cheesecake nineteen fifties sixties and very early seventies covers with an exotic looking woman on the front or a really cool bongo explosion on the front right, or right, right, whatever right. tiki. I, and so, no, exactly, still... very much. But I, so I collect those. That part I get. But are you still an avid collector, even though you don't have a working turntable?
3: I've. I don't know if I would use the word avid. I still I still buy vinyl, and it's kind of waning. I do feel like record store day is getting to be sort of corporate boutique Oh, very much. Shit. I mean, it just... Well, it, it's it, kind of... It,
0: one of the people I work with described it as... Um, manufactured collectibles, right? Like right. Because we're only making 5,000 of these, well then people freak out and they get frothy, but I'll be honest, man, I got to work an hour and a half early on Saturday. There were already 155 people in line in the cold rain. It was 35 degrees and it was I don't doubt and it. Yeah. And it was that way all around town, so I do love the fact that people are supporting the mom and pop shops. I do love the fact that people still love music or even the culture. That stuff's cool. We're going to talk with more with John Eller here in just a moment, but we've gone too long without hearing a song. I want to know why Wings and why this particular track
3: well so right now i'm reading a book called um the mccartney legacy and it cover it's volume one it's 700 pages and it talks about 1969 to 1973 so it's as the beatles are breaking up right and then, and then he's putting his solo career together
0: well it's still a pretty fertile period for him as well right
3: well he went through some some pretty uh big depression uh for for kind of went on a, a drinking binge for quite a while and then started writing and so for me a, as as Again, for my age bracket, I my 1st Beatle Beatles-related record was Red Rose Speedway. I didn't. I was a little bit, I think, a little bit too young to, to have been hip to the Beatles. I was hip to the Monkees and still am. But We've, but I, well,
0: we talked about that last yes. time, and I'm right there with you. Always, oh,
3: yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that was that. Was, the first album was was Red Rose Speedway, and the song "Get on the Right Thing" at the time just kind of blew my mind, and still at 61 years old, it still blows my mind. I think it's fantastic.
0: Not only by its title, but also with the backing choir and sort of the thundering piano. There's a real gospel element to that song I as well. was just
3: thinking that for the first time, too. I never really thought, that, but yeah, yeah, exactly right. Get on the right thing. Get on the Live right thing. Live your life right, John. Right?
0: Live your life right. And
3: there's Linda singing away, and she sounds great. Yeah. It was a bit of work for him to get her in pitch and learning it, but it wouldn't be the same recording without her. I, I, I love Linda.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean... What was the name of that Beatles documentary Get that back. just came out? Get back, Get back. you know, and, I'm, and obviously people act differently when the cameras are rolling, which is why reality of TV course. is not reality TV. Exactly. But I came away with it, okay, well, came away from it with a very, very different opinion of Yoko Ono um, than how she's been painted as a villainous harpy from the unexplored far east. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I understand that they had a relatively toxic, dependent, codependent relationship. But she, all she ever really wanted to do was just sit there, it looked like. It didn't look like she was, like, whispering, oh, look at that. Go ahead.
3: Spill some tea. No, what no. What do you got? What do you I, got? I, I'm, I love Yoko. I I. I think. Now, I, I don't want to listen to one of her solo records. I think, yeah. But I don't know that she was the poisonous
0: villain that I've, that, at least, the, I mean, again, it's only one movie, right? It's only a few hours' time. But I didn't come away feeling like, why is she ruining these sessions?
3: I. I think that there were probably some things that were edited out. That 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 or not edited out, but not included. I mean to say, right? That may have given a different color, and I would guess that Paul and and whoever all was involved would would have thought. Let's leave that out. Well, and I was I would hope
0: this many years later that we could just kind of go ahead and set that How stuff about down. That? How and about let that? let's actually move on and live our lives. Before we continue with John Eller, because he has got some gigs coming up and we're going to talk about some Beatles related stuff and some sort of vaguely Zeppelin related stuff here that's coming up very quickly. First, let's mention Moxie Wealth Management, the most recent sponsor to the Brian Oak Show. Moxie Wealth Management takes a I don't want to say holistic because that makes it sound like they're going to have you hold crystals while they look at your tax returns. If you want to. Well, you, you're you certainly welcome to do whatever you like. But holistic is not the word I went. I wanted just an overall approach, an umbrella approach to the things that we would call wealth. I think a lot of us who are listening right now probably are like, I don't have anything resembling wealth. But you probably have a house. You probably have other property or other holdings or savings or whatever. You have a thing that is going to help paint the picture of what the rest of your life Looks like. At least, hopefully, you do. And if you need to make that a bigger thing or know how better to manage it, Moxie Wealth Management is a great place to start.
2: Yeah, it's time to stop blowing that stuff off because I think we all, as we look at time past, Mm -hmm. we don't realize that retirement, if it actually happens, isn't that far away. If you look at what 12 years ago was or 14 years ago was, and you look at 14 years ahead, it goes like that.
0: Frosting on the beater came out 30 years that ago. it's crazy. And, and so, again, I'm sorry. I hate to keep yeah. using that as a benchmark, but 30 years went by like that. And the time between now and when maybe I'm not the dynamic, sexy, young smoke mo- spokesmodel that I am today, you know, in a multimedia presentation, those days will leave me in the rearview mirror, and I'm going to need to have a plan in place. Yeah, go
2: to MoxieWealthManagement.com, set an appointment. Uh, they'll at least... Tell you where you're at and what you need to do, and at least you can start a plan uh, to be able to imagine the possibility of retiring.
0: The sooner you start, obviously, is always the better, but it's probably never too late to start, just like it's never too late to, well, there are some things too late to start. Like, my... my potential as a an olympic decathlete that also is that's over that's i missed the boat on that one luckily i never (laughs) wanted to do that john eller is our guest john eller is a story and he's basically a musical decathlete right with all the things you've done and the things you've done over the course of your checks in the mail yeah (laughs) i hope it's a big one because i could really really (laughs) use it
3: i'm a musician so i'm broke so no it's not it's a it's a small check.
0: Okay, that's... I and mean, you know what? Thought that counts. Though. Keep it for yourself, because okay. I also... I, if really? I were to send you a check, yeah, I'll keep it for okay. yourself. Yeah, I will no. keep it. Buy your, you. Buy yourself something pretty, John. Okay. Um, Zeppo. Let's talk about him. Tell me how Zeppo came to be and what Zeppo is, because it's not necessarily a Led Zeppelin tribute band. It's been described as a Led Zeppelin fan band.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: and so is it music in the style of Zeppelin? Is it Zeppelin no, covers?
3: It's, we're, we're doing Zeppelin, <laughs> and we're doing it... Um, we're not stepping outside the arrangements that awful much. Yeah. Um. Uh. But how did it start? I, th- I think it's a way for us to differentiate from all the tribute bands where they right. come out with the Robert <clears throat> Plant wigs and all that. Yeah. 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 Um. It started with me meeting uh, Terry Fisher from Run Westy e Run, mm-hmm. and he had seen a little little clip on on Facebook, the the the, the platform that all the old people watch.
0: <laughs> uh, look man i didn't no, I'm not, no, I, I don't I'm make the you. rules i don't I'm make the you. rules but there are people i talk to at work who aren't even that much younger than me they're like oh i don't think i've looked at facebook in 12 years i'm like right oh, all right whatever yeah <laughs> tick tock my ass all uh, right TikTok no thanks. my ass anyway please continue
3: so i met terry and he had seen he'd seen a clip that somebody had posted where i had sat in with a band and we did um something by led zeppelin uh i don't even remember what song it was but he said that was fantastic he said i wanted to I want to do a Zeppelin band with you, and I thought, "Wow, Terry Fisher from Run Freaking Westy Run." Right? Yes, I'm in. So I, but he was probably thinking that's John Fucking Eller right there, man. Yeah. We're <laughs> gonna do a Zeppelin band? We're gonna do a Zeppelin band? Could be. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, he was impressed by by my by my swagger though. Exactly. And, and I said, "I've got the drummer. It's, it's got to be Noah Levy." Yeah. And let me check in with Noah. I yep. texted him. He responded within five seconds. He's, right. like, I'm in. Wow. And he goes, "I got a bass player," and so he brought in uh, Paul Boblet. Yeah. Uh, we got together in in uh, Noah's basement and just kind of slogged it out for a couple hours, and just thought it felt pretty good. And we and we thought to ourselves, "There's always room for yet another Led Zeppelin tribute, right?" I mean, of course, it, right. So we thought, it,
0: "It's Led Zeppelin, it's Led man." Led Zeppelin. I mean, if there was like a if something happened and there a draconian, futuristic, dystopian government took over and said, "We will listen to nothing but Led Zeppelin moving forward," and that was the only thing that really changed about our lives. I could I could I could I could adapt, I could adapt. <laughs> luckily it's not quite that draconian uh Zeppo you're bad how long ago was that scene that so you just it, painted it, for it's me it's
3: about f- five years I suppose and so and even even down to the name we didn't want it to be real serious because somebody I think I think uh I think it was Terry had suggested black dog and I said nah it's got to be just goofy Zeppo and, and I, I kind of stuck with that. I said we're going we to do Zeppo. Well,
0: and kind of like their name was Goofy, like Led Zeppelin at the time. That's not a serious name. Right. It's going to go over like a Led Zeppelin. They exactly were kind of right. taking the piss, right? And yep. and it turned out to work out really well for them. It really was pretty good, good uh, career for them. It, it did, it did move well. And uh, I always feel bad about what's that guy Terry, what's his name, who turned down the uh, Robert Plant role in that band, Terry Reed. Yeah, the oh, guy yeah. went on to do Super long. It's Like Jimmy Page is like, look, man, we're doing the new Yardbirds. <laughs> I want you to be the vocalist. Like, nah, I kind of got my own thing. Cooking. Right now, but I know this guy Robert Plant. You might want to check out; he's pretty good.
3: But you never know; the chemistry might not have been, true, it Could true. have yeah. turned out differently. They might be in, you know, next to the Savoy Brown records. It's yeah. In oh. the, in the, <laughs> right no now, offense to Savoy no, no, Brown. No, but
0: I, working at a record store—that was that was a deep and beautiful pull right there, Mr. Eller. I <laughs> well, like Led, that very Led much. Led
2: Zeppelin is not easy to. I don't know if you want to call it cover, pay tribute to, honor. You guys nail it. I've seen you do it, and it's it's so much fun to watch. And it's I have a great appreciation for how difficult everything is. So right. it's, it's so much fun to watch you guys do it because you honor them very, very well. It's really Thank cool. Thank you for saying yeah.
3: that. Yeah, I, I, I think I do a pretty good Robert Plant. No, it just kills on, on the Bonzo Beats. And yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Well, uh,
0: everybody in the band is veteran. Oh, Mark, Mark Mraz. I got to give a shout out to Mark yeah. Mraz, yeah. Our,
3: key, our keyboard guy. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, everyone in the band is a veteran, right? I mean, everybody's been playing and has played a ton of different stuff and Absolutely. knows what they're doing and that's when you bring that kind of expertise to a situation and you put a little time in for the practice because nothing is good without a little rehearsal and a little work, right? Exactly right. And I mean, you have to put some time in, but then if you actually give a shit, it's fun to watch, man. And, you know, I mean, when people come to see all of you knowing, you know, you're going to have different fans. You're going to have people that have known you for years. You might have people that have never seen the show before, but the energy is going to be there. Now, Zeppo is performing literally two doors north of where we are right now in the Smart Start MN studio here in Chicago, on Chicago, in South Minneapolis. In between us is the Creekside Supper Club, and right next to that is the Parkway Theater, and that's where you're going to be tomorrow night, correct? Friday
3: night, 8 p.m.
0: Friday night, and that is April 28th for people who might not be hearing it today but are hearing it on Friday morning? Correct. All right, very good.
3: How often does Zeppo play? Um, well, we try to balance it so that we're not needing to spend too much time relearning the songs. We wait so long that we right, forgotten right. how to yeah. play them. <laughs> um, but we don't want. We also don't want to uh, uh, saturate our thing by just being always. Uh, what's my point? Uh, every like six weeks or so, two months maybe,
0: just enough. Just enough. You find the Goldilocks zone. Right. what we call it in right? the business, just, right? Just right. Not too often. Not too rarely. Just right. Let's go ahead and hear another song. This one here, you've gone with a guy who... I think there's a certain era of people who first knew of him i 'm going to be honest, I heard of Buster Poindexter before I ever heard of the new York dolls shut yeah. up i 'm sorry i'm wow. sorry I, I, I can't I grew up in Coon Rapids wow. man no it's not on purpose I, no, I, I know it's not i've 've I've 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 since learned the air of my hot 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 by Buster Poindexter. <laughs> I knew that before I knew personality crisis by new york dolls I, I, any- I'm
3: on, honest, no judging i'm just honestly shocked i, I would-
0: <sighs> I I I rectified it. I, I righted the ship at some point. But, <laughs> no, I knew Buster Poindexter okay. and the goofy sort of, you know, I don't begrudge anyone trying to try different things on. And the 80s were difficult on a lot of people who were enjoying themselves in the 70s. Right. But David Johansson, I just, I didn't know his solo stuff. And I later found New York Dolls, which clearly dwarf any other aspect of it. Exactly right. But David Johansson, the last time, the, the, I think maybe the only time Chris Osgood was on this show. He told me the only reason Suicide Commandos became a band is that in the early to mid-70s, somewhere in there at the State Fair grandstand, New York Dolls played. Yes. And the the word got out. And he, and I don't know if it was Dave or who it was, but they they went to go see it. And as soon as they watched this, especially by Minnesota standards in that era, when they watched that spectacle unfold, they're like... Oh fuck, we're doing this. Way I, you know and it might not be with all the gender bending and the androgyny and the crazy giant shoes and everything, but they're like no 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 they 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 they're, they're this. And if we're honest, Suicide Commandos really are sort of one of the most crucial sparks, right? They're one of the most crucial yeah. founding elements of what became Minnesota music in the scene throughout the 70s. And 80s. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And so tell me why you picked David Johansen. Well,
3: so the, now the, and there's this this documentary, the Scorsese document. Have you seen it? uh uh I haven't either, but, I, but I, everybody's talking about it. And I, and about I, David Johansson, da- about New York David, Dolls? Jo- David Johansson documentary. All right. yeah. um, so, and as you said, New York Dolls, everybody kind of knows about that, and they certainly know about uh, Buster Poindexter. <laughs> you are but, so but, disappointed but, <laughs> in me right now. <laughs> but so he he did some solo albums in the uh, uh, wait, late 70s, early 80s. I don't, I'm not even sure, but I just always really loved this little tune, and, and, and I thought... It'd be nice to hear some David Johansson that isn't necessarily New York Dolls. I can play New York Dolls all day long and Mm. be happy, but great song called She Loves Strangers. And I just, I think it's. Check it out.
0: 1981. Here comes the night is the album, and apparently I've got fucking homework because that was rad. That was Man. so good. That was super good. It's
3: a good one. Love that. And I, my buddy uh, Bill Lindsay from Impaler, he, he he said it perfectly when he was talking about David Johansson. He said his voice makes me happy. Yeah, and I thought that's perfect. That's exactly right. He's not a great singer. He's he's he's, but he's got so much personality. He's a front he, man. He's a and performer. He makes you happy. He's, it's, he's just
0: it's. <laughs> and, and what I like about that too is even though maybe some of the glitz and glamour by 1981 of the New York Dolls is gone because we're kind of done with that phase. There's still enough New York grime and grit mm-hmm, on that particular right. track right there, but it's also gorgeous. It's well produced. Great Those guitar. Those background vocals yeah. are fantastic. The hooks, like you say, yeah, Sean, on the yeah. guitar were great. That yeah, was b- awesome. And Blondie, now
3: Blondie Chaplin on, on guitar.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and wow. Uh, uh, thank you. And this is why I insist that every guest on the show pick out the music, right? Because you never know what you're going to get. And a lot of people sweat it. you, fucking John Eller, man, you got nothing to sweat. <laughs> You ain't got nothing to sweat right there. That was a good one. David Johansson right there. She talks to strangers on the Brian Oak Show. Before we wrap things up, so Zeppo performing Friday, uh, April 28th at the Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis. She'll be doing Zeppelin songs all night long. And then you're also part of a slightly more unwieldy musical outfit in the sense that there are 425 people in it yeah. known as the Shabby Road Orchestra. Tell me about that.
3: Well, so there we are doing Beatles songs, and uh, again, no, no Beetlewigs or Liverpool accents. Which right. We're playing the music, but it's, it's, I, I always try to count the members when we're on stage. It's at, it's at. I don't think it's ever been less than ten. Yeah. So it's, it's between ten and fifteen, sixteen. And is
0: it, I mean, like, are we talking like five guitars? Are we talking about two guitars, a Glockenspiel, well, and a xylophone? It's
3: more the like, like Glockenspiel. And really? It's, it's uh, uh, yeah, strings, horns, occasionally a harp, um. Like, not yeah. like a
0: mouth harp, not like a harmonica. No, You're a, talking a, about an a, actual a, harp. A, a
3: harp. Yeah. Harp. A, wow. A, 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 uh, uh, Chico Marx harp, right? Okay. What, did did, he, did he play Oh, that? yeah. Did. Had to bring the, the Zeppo thing back. Again, uh, I, I, well, oh, good one. Zeppo. Chico. Har, harpo. Yeah. Nice. No,
0: oh, I see what you did right there. Those Marx Brother references, though, they're going to fall pretty flat with the wrong crowd, I'm going to be <laughs> well, honest.
3: And, and I'm not even that deep on them, but it, it is good stuff. It was <laughs> good. But so the angle is that we do the we don't do any of the early mop top stuff. We do the what we call the the studio years, the stuff that they created in the studio that they themselves never played. After they were they never played it live.
0: So where where's the cutoff line? Like, will I hear Paperback Writer or will I hear I am the
3: Walrus? You'll hear I am the Walrus.
0: All right, all right.
3: Yeah. So it basically it started with the fiftieth anniversary of um, Sergeant. Pepper, I believe it was, and we decided to play the album in its entirety. Wow. And so... Uh, That's
0: not a small achievement. How do you even begin to practice something lot, like that? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I, I mean, and like with the
3: transitions and everything? With the transitions and everything, and not yeah.
0: that I'm And I am not questioning your ability as a musician or the integrity or dedication or hard work of the other people who must be involved, but let's be honest, if you are intending to recreate one of the most sophisticated recordings in rock and roll history live... I mean, I, I don't even know where you start.
3: You start with a group of people that are dedicated. I and, guess. And, uh, yeah. Um, again, it was, it was a lot of work getting it up and running. But it, it, what's fun about it is is that it, there's such great songs and just to ride their coattails and go, hey, here's yeah a day in the life or, right. or whatever it is. Um, but
0: Although that Mr. Kite song, I never liked that, but I do like the rest of the record.
3: Benefit of Mr. Kite? You don't like that one? That's okay. She's Leaving Home? Oh,
0: I now love She's Leaving now, Home. No, no, yeah. that, that's one of the most heartbreaking songs yeah. of all time. Okay. Don't you think?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just curious. Because in this McCartney book I'm reading, they, they, they're citing some, some review of one of his earlier solo albums, and at the time, someone reviewed it saying, this is just garbage. This is the same thing as She's Leaving Home. And I thought, wow.
0: Whoa, really? Whoa, whoa! Now see that—that's a powerful piece of music, right, right? there. Although I do remember Lou Reed famously saying that when Velvet Underground's debut came out, it was not too long after Sergeant Pepper's. And it's like we were listening to that, and it was just garbage. I mean, for the benefit of Mister Kite, what the fuck was that? That was terrible. But of course, that's a very Lou Reed thing to say. Very Lou
3: it? Reed. And I recall him singing "Let It Be" behind Paul at the huh. at the piano right after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Shocking.
0: Now. Yeah. Well, Again, time changes everything, doesn't it, John? Yeah, it
3: does. Speaking
0: of, uh, before we say our final farewell here and get one last song from you, as you look ahead to 2023, is there a Zeppo website? Is there a Shabby Road Orchestra website? Is there anywhere that for people who really want to know and be in the know and come and see these things, is there a ground zero?
3: There is, and I should be able to just spout them off to you, but I I believe it's Zeppo Band com if I'm not mistaken okay if you go if you google it, it'll get you'll find the it'll all same up. with same with shabby Road Orchestra although we kind of lifted that name from a uh i believe it's uh Monty Python or Ruddles or something oh
0: right? I literally just put the yes. Ruddles on yesterday at the record shop. Gotta love it because I hadn't heard it in probably ten years, and um, it's so good. Oh my god! I must be in love. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> what I want to see now, since the Ruddles are basically a parody tribute band, there needs to be a Ruddles tribute. In fact, I'm, I guarantee you, there's a Ruddles tribute done. band out there. Well, we
3: talked about it early on when we started. Uh, John Fields was like, "We got to do Ruddles," and, and he 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 said, in his estimation, the Ruddles are better than the Beatles.
0: Well, okay, okay. Right. I, I'm sure he was showing some <laughs> unnecessary enthusiasm. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, man. Neil Inns or Innes, however you pronounce I think his name. I think it's Innes. Innes, yeah. Obviously, brilliant, right? R- yes. Wrote most of the music for all of Monty Python and then did the Ruddles and many other things. What, the Bonzo Dog Band, yeah? You know? Right. Um, and, uh, but I mean, like, Okay. Slow your roll, Fields. All right, I, I know Joe. He's a good dude, and he's obviously wildly talented. But slow a, your he's roll. A,
3: he's a button pusher.
0: Yeah, well, in more ways than one. Yeah. Apparently, all right. Zeppo is performing tomorrow night. That would be Friday, April twenty eighth at the Parkway Theater. Do you have an what time? Things get rolling.
3: I believe we're on at 8, eight p.m. All right. No, no opener. We're just doing our thing. And just go. People can the oldsters can come out and be home by ten thirty or eleven. You no,
0: know. oh, in fact, if you want to go out and be real oldsters, you could probably get like a five o'clock reservation at the Creekside next store come on have your relish tray get your food at the supper club then go over and enjoy a little music from led zeppelin by zeppo and be home at a reasonable hour brilliant that sounds for people of a certain age and by that i mean our age that (laughs) sounds that sounds like a lovely lovely friday evening because then you can still sleep in on saturday even if you've got indigestion from that relish tray john it is lovely to see your face man it's been too long thank you for having me you'll come back again one day won't you yeah tomorrow
3: Maybe another time. Okay. All
0: right. That's cool. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I see what we're doing I here. I got a gig. Uh, I, I, that's true. That's true. You need to get your sleep and you got other things. You got bigger fish to fry. I got, I, got, I got to
3: save my voice so I can hit those Robert Plant notes. Well, oh. That's a little intimidating. Some of those notes are that, impossible. Can you hit all of you, them? I, m- for the most part. I, by, by the end of the set. What? <laughs> I'm running out of notes by the end, but yeah. you listen to Zeppelin bootlegs from, from back in the day, and even Robert Plant at 22. yeah, He wasn't hitting those notes live so much. Like, those are some crazy high just notes. Just back way off the mic. Is that right? what he was doing? Yeah, or, or you just change the melody line, sing it way lower, just make new. So I invite the Woman. I invite the audience to, to sing along if I, if I can't do it. That's the move. right? See,
2: Bono's doing that with you, too, where he cannot hit some of those high notes anymore, and he's just...
3: We're taking that down a couple
2: of
0: octaves. That's the pro strat right there. Yeah. Get the crowd into it. Yep. Get them singing with. And then you just back off the mic like you're doing it, too. And <laughs> they just took care of them. They did all the heavy vocal lifting. Zeppo, tomorrow night at the Parkway, 8 o'clock is when the music begins. Thank you again, John. Uh, thanks to our friends at Smart Start MN. Thank you to our friends at Audio Quip. They are the ones who have hooked up this room and made it actually seem and be a professional recording space. So we appreciate all the work that Nate and his crew have done for us here from Audio Quip. Uh, we also want to thank Moxie Wealth Management. I'd like to thank you, Sean, and good luck with your new gig at REMAX. Thank you very much. So far, so good at REMAX results. All right. Very good. Um, and I think that's everybody. Thank me, Brian. Yes. Thank, thank you, Brian. Brian. Yeah. No, that's... Thank I do, you, I Brian. do good
2: work. Without you, there is no me. Well, there is. I know there is.
0: Probably a more successful and happier and better rested you, actually. All right, we're going to say our final goodbye now. But before we do, you've chosen another interesting artist to wrap things up. Now, I don't go super deep on him, but I do know a couple of fun facts about Ben Queller. And I don't want to steal any of your thunder. But when he was in his band Radish, when he was very young, like a teenager, right? He gave the Radish CD... To the little demo they had made to his dad. Because you know who his dad's childhood buddy was? I don't. N- Nils Lofgren. Wow. Right? And so Nils Lofgren was working with somebody at the time. What was the producer's name? I'm never going to find it here in time. Um, but Nils Lofgren was like... Oh, this is pretty good. Like, Ben obviously had some kind of spark early on, even with the band yeah, yeah. Radish, and so brought them all out there and had them record a demo, and the rest, as they say, is history. Radish didn't last forever, but Ben Queller is still very much at it today.
3: Still going at it. Yeah, I, I just, um, uh, I, I'll go on, I'll make a Spotify list, and I'll just, certain artists, and I'll just pick five, six songs and put it in, in my, my flow, and, and this song I picked is just one of the ones that, when it pops up, I just love it.
4: Y'all don't care. You're the reason for this broken nation. Broken dreams don't die. Here I go.
0: Registered Representative and Investment Advisor Representative of and Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through and Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55414.